Welcome in to the Morning Quickie, Monday, June 10th. Running a little bit late, so sue me. It was a long weekend. Long weekend. Friday night, did a lot of drinking for the uh, game. Game four. Uh, Saturday was at a wedding. It was a long night. It was a long night. Last night, trying to catch up. Big Little Lies on HBO. Prepping for the morning quickie. It was a long weekend. But let's get off and running. Biggest sports story of the uh, of Sunday, of course, was the Boston Bruins dominating game six, heading back to Boston for game seven. It was a one nothing game coming out of the third period. And then Boston poured it on, just beat the hell out of them five to one. Really big performance by them. And now St. Louis is facing one of the biggest, maybe, missteps in a long time when it comes to jinxes. Newspapers dying. The St. Louis Dispatch might be in big, big trouble if the Blues, the Blues don't pull out Game 7. The St. Louis Dispatch accidentally began running celebratory ads for their e-subscribers, I guess, their online subscribers. They get to see the... The letter from Blues owner Tom Stillman as he thanks everyone for his, uh, after the elation of breaking through. <sighs> oh, breaking St. Louis, its first ever Stanley Cup. Where he said, winning the Stanley Cup was a dream come true for so many of you. All of us will remember that where we were, what we did, and how we felt when the Blues brought home the Cup. Get ready for the parade on Market Street coming, I believe he said, on Tuesday. So, Yeah. Yeah, big mistake by the St. Louis Dispatch if Game 7 ends in a Bruins victory. God, I'd be so mad if I was a Blues fan seeing that. Because if you're a sports fan, most likely you're, or at least there's a 50% chance that you're superstitious. There's a 100% chance you're a psycho, so... I can't imagine St. Louis fans aren't very uh, upset with what happened, but then on the ice, uh, the team just got their ass kicked. Over the weekend, uh, Rafael Nadal won his 12th French Open. Rafael Nadal on clay is one of the most daunting tasks for opponents. He, He does not lose. If you need an idea of how dominant he is, he was minus 800 in the semifinals against Roger Federer. That means you have to bet $800 to win 100. That's the equivalent of like a 28-point a favorite in football. Then in the championship was minus 450 against Theme. And uh, Rafael Nadal has played 95 matches at the French Open on the clay. 95 matches. His record... 93 and 2. Yeah. Yeah, pretty damn good. Another big sports story. I guess I should have done it after Boston and the Bruins and, and baseball and or I guess Boston and the Bruins and went to baseball. This the thing about the morning quickie is that it's in the morning and I already told you I'm sleepy. So sorry. But Dave Ortiz, big poppy, he got reported last night that he was shot in the Dominican Republic uh, during an attempted robbery. The initial report was that he got shot in the leg. 
And then it came out that actually they think he got shot in the back and the bullet came out of the stomach, which obviously sounds a lot more sounds a lot more dangerous, right? Seems a lot scarier when you say that. Uh, but the update this morning is that he is stable after the shooting. So they're saying he's fine and out of the hospital. So uh, the bullet didn't hit any major organ. He's resting and expected to make a full recovery. So Big Poppy, uh, not not gonna die at least uh, from a gunshot wound after a robbery. At least on June 9th, June 10th. So uh, he is good to go. The 43 year old Ortiz. Like I said, the, the, the initial reports there weren't much, much, much info. His parents said, yeah, they told us he got shot, but they didn't tell us the status. So, yeah, we're just kind of waiting. Just kind of waiting. Tonight, we're all kind of waiting to see what happens when the when the Warriors and Raptors play headed back to Toronto. The Six going to have a chance to really uh, cement their legacy as one of the more, I don't want to call them surprising champions because I do think there's a big case to be made that the Raptors were the best team all year. They finished with the second best record, two games behind the Bucks, and the Bucks were awesome. The Bucks won 60 games and I believe like 45 of them were by double digits. But uh the Raptors, like I said, finished two games behind them and that was with resting Kawhi Leonard almost 22 games. So I think if they would have uh, you know played Kawhi a normal normal season that they would have finished with a better record. So I don't think this is a fluke, but I do think it was surprising and obviously has been helped with the uh, the status of Kevin Durant. Although Kevin Durant practiced on Sunday. We don't know how much and we don't know how long. We just know he practiced. There's some varying reports of how quick, how long he practiced. Uh, him walking off the court with, you know, heavily strapped up with ice. Some people say he was walking fine. So we'll see. The point spread, Vegas, Acted as if he was going to play. The money started coming in on Golden State, who were four-point underdogs. Went all the way down to one and a half. Right now, you can get the Raptors at minus 125 to win the championship uh, in, in game five. Obviously, that means you bet $125 to win 100 250 to win 200 For the series, the uh, Warriors are four to one, plus 400 underdogs. If Durant plays and you get a good Durant, A lot of people think that means that they will uh, come back and win. I'm not convinced that Durant's playing tonight. I'm not convinced that if Durant does play tonight that he is going to be effective. Obviously, offensively, that gives you a better shooter out there. Uh, defensively, though, man, I, I'm just picturing DeMarcus Cousins and Kevin Durant picking rolls where neither one of those guys can move. This is a big calf injury. Like, uh, Can Durant come back and be effective? Can he become a rim protector that they so desperately need? Can he help switch on these pick and rolls and screens out on the top? I don't know. I feel like that's asking a lot. I feel like that's asking a lot. But tonight, uh, what time's the tip? 9.07, 9.07 in Toronto. Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors try to close out the Warriors and put an end to the dynasty. I like this series. This series has been poetic, and you know you don't really think about it because of, you know, Toronto, but this is a this is a pretty interesting like Western Conference revenge for so many of these guys. 
obviously, like Kyle Lowry, throw him out. He hasn't really had to have revenge against the Warriors. He's had more uh, revenge just against the playoffs, right? How hard it is to win in the playoffs. The Raptors couldn't do it. But with the with the rest of the Raptors, just look around like Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard, obviously, have beef with the with the Warriors. Danny Green's Spurs have been knocked out two years in a row by the Warriors. Kawhi's Spurs knocked out two years in a row, even though last year he didn't play. But the year before that was Kawhi's chance to you know prove himself then that he was the best player in the league. Probably should have won MVP. Had came out in game one and was busting their ass, and he gets hurt by a cheap shot by Zaza. Think about Mark Gasol, like the grit and grind Grizzlies. In 2015, we're up two to one on the Warriors, up two to one with home court advantage, and then Mike Conley gets hurt, Tony Allen gets hurt, and uh, the Golden State Warriors knock them out. And that was really the last chance that the Grizzlies had. Serge Ibaka, same thing, kind of being stuck in OKC, couldn't get over the hump. Up three one against them in the conference finals, they lose. He gets traded. Durant leaves. Like it was a that was the that was the end of the Thunder tenure. So I think it's pretty cool that all these vendettas can be settled tonight. Let's roll through some quick stories. Uh, something in pop culture that caught a lot of people's eyes was uh, Justin Bieber formerly challenging Tom Cruise to a fight in the octagon. I don't know what the hell that was all about. Tom Cruise is a psycho. Tom Cruise is a guy who did his stunts for so long. I don't know why Justin Bieber is all of a sudden hyped up thinking he could beat his ass. I don't know. Seems kind of weird. Or it could be viral marketing for something like Celebrity Deathmatch when they bring it back on MTV, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I would like to see Tom Cruise and Justin Bieber fight. That would interest me. That would be fun. Give it to me. I would like to see it. But I think I would take the 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 50-year-old, like 53, however old he is, Tom Cruise, although... Man, after watching Goldberg and Undertaker in Saudi Arabia on Friday, those two old men almost kill each other. I, I, I don't know. Maybe don't. Maybe don't fight. Running through a couple more. I always like to give you the Monday box office update. Uh, X-Men, Dark Phoenix flops. Brings in just $33 million. The lowest by far of any X-Men opening weekend. I believe the the previous low was 2013. The Wolverine brought in $53 million. Uh, Dark Phoenix brings in $20 million less. Will now be added. That's the end of the run for X-Men. They will now kind of reboot and be added into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which will help, obviously. Marvel Cinematic Universe has been really, really good. The X-Men of late have not been good. Uh, but it did. It was number, number one globally, internationally. It pulled in an extra $107 million, so the $140 it made over the weekend not thought to be uh, as embarrassing, but stateside, not a lot of people cared. But they said internationally, uh, China, China really liked it, and uh, I think 35 other markets. Speaking of Sansa, Sophie Turner, uh, Game of Thrones fans have to be really mad. George R.R. R. Martin announced as a co-creator for a new fantasy action RPG game, Elden Ring. I don't know what the hell it is. He's teaming up with, I believe, a, a Japanese gaming company to put this out. Game of Thrones fans are like, where the hell are the books, man? Where are the books, George? You made us sit through this season seven, George, and season eight, George, with no with no help, with no good writing, with no good ending. Now you're making a video game instead of finishing the books, George. What the hell? 
Come on. Speaking of video games, over the weekend it was announced at E3, Xbox console, new console coming, holiday 2020. They're calling it Project Scarlet. I don't know if that's going to be the name of the, uh, the, of the console. That seems stupid, but Project Scarlet. Maybe it's going to be red. I don't know. They also announced a new Halo game, so you nerds can like that. Uh, I guess the story coming out of the SEC, no surprise here. Uh, Tony Joyner, someone who played for Urban Meyer's Florida Gators from 04 to 07, actually started in the 06 championship game, uh, has been arrested and charged with murdering his wife. Hazel Obando was his wife. She was found dead in her home in February of 2016. Uh, they had never made an arrest. Two months after her body was discovered, they said, oh, wait, this is a homicide. But it took until this weekend to make an arrest. Tony Joyner has been arrested. He faces second-degree murder. He had previously been arrested twice on domestic violence charges. Uh, so... We'll keep an eye on that story. Obviously tragic. And uh, just another thing from those Urban Meyer teams. Like those Urban Meyer Florida teams we already knew. Uh, Percy Harvin, Aaron Hernandez, Tim Tebow, Brandon Spikes. Those guys were all... That was a crazy locker room. And now you throw a second murderer in there in Tony Joyner. At least alleged, arrested, and charged murderer Tony Joyner. All right, sorry that it was up a little late. My bad. Hope you have a good week. Talk sports at noon. I'll see you again tomorrow morning. Have a good, have a good start to your week.